Hi guys, welcome to the podcast. It's me, Liz. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you guys know that this podcast is on Instagram at Purpose Found Podcast. You can follow it and never miss episode updates. I also wanted to let you guys know that you can support this podcast and myself by checking out the links in the description of this episode. And also don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or both. It really helps the podcast grow and reach more amazing listeners like you. And now, on to the episode. Welcome, Kevin, to the podcast. Uh, How are you doing today? (laughs) Uh, Seems like we're starting off well because I'm interrupting you already. (laughs) So I'm doing great. Um, To the listeners, not all my guests are like this, but some of my guests, I know them personally. And Kevin and I go way back. Years. (laughs) Hundreds of years. We've not only been good friends, best friends (laughs) in this life, but in previous lives as well. We were reincarnated several Mm. times Mm. and just ended up best friends. It's Wow. Okay, (laughs) cool. Yeah, so the question is then... What, who was I back then and who were you back then? Well, people would be very surprised, actually, (laughs) uh, who was who. Uh, There's a few different iterations of the two of us. Mm. Um, There was a time, like, 1816, I was black and you were white. (laughs) And, uh, well, I'll just say... um, you had the the social power in that situation. Wow. Yeah. That yeah. Was tough. I can't even deny that because supposedly mm-hmm. in my family, there might be some Irish somewhere. So, yeah. Yeah. Mine as well, supposedly. Yeah. Supposedly. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's where I got these freckles from. No. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, today I thought we could talk about um, you and your. Uh, I guess, interest in video and audio editing and freelancing. I know that you've been doing that for basically like years, I would imagine. Um, But if you could just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your job or career, however you want to phrase it. In this life, of course. In this life, yes. Okay. All right. That's fine. Uh, Cool. Yeah. uh, So... Yeah, I have been, I I go back and forth. The the thing about freelancing is the idea and the concept seems very exciting and intriguing to me. Uh, I like the idea of being my own boss Mm. and uh, working from home and not having to wear pants. You know, that's uh, (laughs) it's a running theme in my life. I, it's very important to me, but, uh, and also my goal, my dream was always to like have a, not always, as long as YouTube's been around, uh, or the internet, I've wanted to have some sort of thing where I was making money and doing the thing that I love, creating content that I create from start to finish. And um, and the the frustrating thing about that is I think my career has always outpaced 
what I'm able to do on my own. So mm-hmm. I'm more valuable to other people than I am to myself mm-hmm. <laughs> in some ways. Um, and part of that, you know, freelance work, but also just with with YouTube in and of itself, I, I wanted, I've always wanted that to be like full time. And, and what's interesting is if where my YouTube channel is at this moment, or even the last, you know, it hasn't grown in the last two years, I guess. But if it was, it's it stayed, it's maintained. But if it was there five years ago, like if I could be where I was with YouTube, you know, when I was living in a, a single a zero bedroom apartment, it was just a loft. <laughs> um, it just had a, uh, a dining room and a living room and a tiny little kitchen. If when I lived there and I was making the money off of my channel that I make off of my channel now, then it would have been fine because I was working uh, minimum wage and that would have kind of been the equivalent essentially mm. of working part-time minimum wage. And, uh, uh, but it, so I've, this has been on my mind lately. So that's why I'm sharing it. And also it's similar to what you asked about. Sure, go ahead. Uh, but I have also, I consider my channel and and that sort of thing a success because I I started doing it because I wanted to learn and I wanted to have a creative outlet and um, a lot of what I was running into when I started working deciding like I'm gonna I'm gonna do freelance work I ran into a lot of freelance jobs that were like hey we uh, we have this job and we can't we can barely pay you and um, but you get to work a bunch uh, and that. <laughs> and that's the opposite of what you want. You don't want to have to do a bunch of work and not get paid very much. Uh, and so I decided, well, if I'm going to be doing things and not getting paid much, I could do that on my own. I know how to, <laughs> I know how to do things and not get paid. I'm really good at it. <laughs> and, right. uh, <laughs> and so I decided to start my channel and I wanted to start it so that I could get good at all of the stuff that I wanted to do in my life, which was production work and, and freelance work and um, or just production work, whatever, whatever iteration that could be. And so I, um, I think that, that it was very beneficial to have something that I was doing that I cared about, that I was passionate about to kind of create this, um, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's monetary value in something, but then there's also the enjoyment value, the uh, the value that you personally get out of doing the thing. Now you can't trade that in for monetary value. There's no exchange rate for it, but there is um, there is a level to which you can kind of gauge once you have something that you enjoy doing uh, that you're creating and that maybe is giving you some educational value that you can then say, well, then I'm not gonna do this job. I'm not gonna do this freelance job because I it's not worth it to me to be stuck doing that instead of doing the thing that I love doing. And that that of course that can be a dangerous thing because maybe you love just there's lots of things we can love doing. <laughs> and uh if you just are uh only doing the thing that you love and you're not doing um you're not, you know, feeding yourself, then that can be that can be a dangerous road to uh to go down. But I, uh, so uh, let's see, I'm 35 still until, uh, until the 18th. Uh, I'm, I've been very blessed to have the opportunity to get to like 
to learn those things and then have people see value in what I know how to do and hire me to do those sorts of things. But a lot of, um, so like a lot of freelance work has been kind of earned through, um, just through connections or happenstance. Like I, I, I was thinking recently about, you know, what, what will people say about Kevin, um, you know, when I die? Because uh, I, I had a friend who passed away, and so I uh, that was on my mind. And I, I, I was like, man, a lot of what I've gotten to do, and uh, not to get too existential in all of this, but a lot of what I do, and this is for better or worse, is uh, that I, I've lucked out. <laughs> I feel like I've been given opportunities, and I, not that I haven't uh, embraced those opportunities or taken full advantage of them, but I do think that there is a level in which I have been given opportunities by other people and uh, embrace them. Uh, and hopefully in my life, I can return the favor to people. Uh, but like, I... Trying to think in my brain, trying to use my brain to think, which is where I do most of my thinking. Uh, kind of <laughs> kind of the chronology of what, what, I what would be helpful or useful to everybody. Uh, but... I I have I've worked for companies and I've done freelance work and the freelance thing there's 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 pros and cons to either. Uh, it's nice when you work for a company and you have a steady paycheck and if like there's insurance that's nice. Um, but you don't have the freedom to you know to just leave or <laughs> work on or pick and choose what you work on. You just have to do what you're uh, told to do which is always a struggle for me, you know, doing what I'm told. And the, uh, so yeah, I, uh, I've, right now I'm working a full-time job and I'm trying not to do uh, freelance work because that takes up so much of my time and there's the opportunity to, to do extra work there. And so I might as well. Um, a lot of freelance work I've picked up has been through connections. I think is where I was going with all of that, that I've, I've made friends and uh, and either done work for those friends or or worked with them on a project. And if you can do that, if you can make friends, that's real important. But uh, part of it is being competent and also being choosy. Like there are some jobs that you could start doing and then you're like, man, this is wasting all of my time. Um, you ha You have to figure out that balance of am I wasting my time or am I uh, am I investing in a relationship that's going to be helpful for the future? Um, yeah, so that that's what makes it uh, that's what makes it difficult because every job I've ever had has been typically I have a connection or I know somebody and I've worked with somebody and they respect my work or they they uh, respect my work ethic and um, and and they recommend me. And talking about your career and freelancing and everything like that, um, where do you feel like this kind of started? Like, where did this all begin with you getting into video editing and audio production and all of that? Where do you feel like that kind of um, began for you? Uh, I guess when I was a kid. Like, I, I have always, when I was a, uh, when I was a young warthog, I, uh, <laughs> that's a good little reference. Uh, I had, 
I we had cassette tapes. I don't know if you know what these things are, but uh, they they were little tapes. They were little cassettes, and yes, uh, you had a little Kevin, recorder. And yeah, uh, I'm not that young as where a the Gen term Z mixed to not comes uh, from. know what that is. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I I used to record and do like little audio plays and and like just voices, just dumb stuff when I was a kid, and I just kept doing that. Um, and then I, I started, I liked music and I wanted to make music, but I never was good at it, but I did enjoy recording things, um, you know, music and stuff or sounds, different sounds. And I, um, I think I got my first like digital audio production thing called Sony acid. So I got on acid when I was, uh, about like, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And so uh, that was like my first venture into I, I, we, my family. We had an e-machine, uh, which was these, these computers that you could get from Best Buy that were like, you know how I, I don't even think this is a thing anymore. But um, it, where you'd sign up for um, like a cell phone service and you'd get a free phone with it. Um, that used to be a thing. I think now you have to pay like fifteen hundred dollars for a phone. Uh, but at the time, um, they also did that with computers where you sign up for like two years of prodigy internet and you got a free computer with it. So and you were a prodigy. I was a prodigy. <laughs> and so my parents, I remember I had 10 gigs, like a 10 gig hard drive. That was the hard drive in it. And, um, not the memory. <laughs> I think the memory would have been like in kilobytes or something. And so uh, I, that's where I kind of started that started learning how that sort of thing worked. Um, so I'd record all sorts of stupid uh, things with that and learn how to edit some stuff. And, and uh, then I went to school for video production or for broadcast production. And that, I don't know, that I, I always I think that there was a level to which that allowed me to explore some stuff while I was um, studying. But I, I I often don't recommend going to college, uh, mainly because you can do all of that stuff like you can learn all of those things. I think I learned way more just starting a YouTube channel and sticking with it and just making a ton of stuff that I enjoyed making um, and I, I think that if you have the discipline to like to go through a class like that, go through go through your own like self-built class or to do like Skillshare or something along those lines, uh, there's so much or just tutorials on YouTube. I think that's the best place to learn stuff. Mm. So that's where it all began. Mm, yes, I agree that um, college is overrated. <laughs> well, it's just so expensive. I think about the, the the places where I actually got connected with people were um, were like conferences and stuff. And you don't, um, you know, you, it it can be expensive. I think NRB, which is a religious thing, uh, National Religious Broadcasting Convention, but there's many others, uh, even like uh, film festivals and stuff. Um, I think. NRB can be up to like $500 for the full package, but which is expensive. And, um, and I actually, I went to that, but as like a, a volunteer, and then I snuck into like the, I snuck into the, the, <laughs> or we just went up and talked to people in the hall. So I, that's, I often, 
I've gone to that convention several times and just talk, just go there to the hotel that it's at. I don't actually pay to get in because they can't <laughs> make you leave the hotel. Anybody could go there. And so I'll just see people that uh, I now people that I know, but people that I knew of and just went up and talked to people and stuff. And that's kind of how that's how I got in. So I, I my first job out of college was with Focus on the Family. And I was editing for their broadcast, um, their their radio broadcast. And but it was going to that convention. And so comparatively, it, I met somebody at that convention who I was like, yeah, I really would love to work with you guys. And so they were like, well, we've got an internship. So I did an internship. And then after my internship, got a job there. And the cost, though, even if I did pay for the full package of $500, and that was back then, maybe it's $5 million at this point, but the inflation on just the regular dollar versus the inflation on the college tuition is astronomical. College tuition goes up far faster than the dollar, uh, even under Biden, <laughs> goes up in inflation. And in the... It, it, it's so expensive, like compared to how much even a, a compared to even a, a state school, it's mm. so expensive. Um, and and going to some conventions or making a trip or whatever can be expensive, but nowhere near the cost, nowhere near the student loans. So that's what I recommend um, is just and now you don't even have to go places because you can connect with people online. You can you know, write to somebody and say, Hey, I really, I really love your work. I'm really good at these things. Here's my real, here's the things that I am good at. Um, you know, and part of that is having those, having the, the things that you know how to do in the bag. You can learn these things on your own. And then, uh, kind of, uh, that's been, that has often been a bargaining chip in my tool belt of, uh, negotiation when it comes to making content or getting jobs or, or something is that I, have my reel is just the stuff that I make. So you can check out the things that I've made. You can see what I know how to do. And mm. that that's that should be, if you want me to do those things, then check it out, see if you like it. Um, and really, I, I've done work. The coolest things I feel I've gotten to do is doing work for Adventures and Odyssey, doing work for Babylon Bee. And now I do a lot of work for The Daily Wire. And mm. those jobs, I'm I've primarily done a lot of just what I do on my YouTube channel. I it's a lot of like reaction videos and um, quick cuts and funny jokes tossed in and that sort of thing. Right. And um, and because I have built up over several years, kind of that that I guess you could call it a skill. I've unlearned all the things I learned in college about proper editing. Uh, to to be able to do and and I'm aware of like what I love YouTube I watch a lot of different people on YouTube so I'm I'm kind of aware of what the trends are and then I just copy those I just mm. copy whatever whoever's popular so you're very much unoriginal <laughs> yes very much but so is everybody I mean yeah, you want to be original yeah. and uh, be successful. I don't know. That's yeah, that's a really tough um near impossible. Yeah. Uh well, mm -hmm. you know, you even like Christopher Nolan who is one of my favorite directors 
was asked like, how do you get, you're like the only person who Hollywood trusts to make an original blockbuster movie. How do you get studios to give you money to make Inception? Mm. And he's like, well, make The Dark Knight first and then they'll let you do whatever you want. <laughs> and you know, there's, there's, it's funny, but it's also someone who is kind of an artist like him took a very, was given the reins of a very, a very popular franchise and made it more successful than it had ever been. And by doing that, he then was allowed to, he was entrusted to do what he actually wanted to do. Mm. Um, and it, I don't know if Inception had just come out on its own that it would have been as successful as it was without like the, right. kind of the name that he had built being unoriginal, essentially mm. using um, a, a already popular franchise to be, I think, be very original. Um, so there is there is something to be said about that, um, about drawing from influences. And I mean, the people who are hiring often aren't like, hey, can you come and do just completely original content for us? Right. They want to know that you can do a thing, that you can be a, a chameleon with the content that you're making because they it's not your personal playground. That the notes and the the feedback that you get when when you make something for somebody else is can be very crushing sometimes. Um, but you have to remember that what you're doing is you're making something for somebody else using the skills that you've developed. And if you want to do something on your own, then do it. Go for it. <laughs> I wanted to go back to um, how you we were joking about how like, you know, college is overrated, whatever. But I think there is uh, a deeper truth to the reality of freelancers nowadays where you don't necessarily have to go to college as much as just learning and developing skills and maybe finding a mentor and internships and doing courses or getting certificates and just building up a resume or a portfolio of your capability versus having a piece of paper of a degree from some college. Um, and obviously, you know, that's more or less kind of what you did. I mean, you went to college, but you also learned a lot more, like you said, from experience. And some of the things that you did learn in school actually weren't as helpful when doing certain freelance jobs. Um, for people who are listening to this and they're like, oh, YouTube content creation, video editing, um, audio dramas, all of that type of stuff sounds great. Do you feel like there are jobs out there for people to get into that? Or do you feel like it's oversaturated? Um, for video editing, there's tons of jobs right now, especially. Um, it is every, I, so when I got the job that I currently have, there were several other, I was already, I already had a full-time job at a different place doing video production. And there were three other people that I was kind of in, in conversation and talks with, um, now it's video editing, like being it doesn't mean that um, just anybody can get a job, but like people right. are, but it's always been that way. And even when I worked in fast food, it was like, there were, 
I didn't have a hard time getting a job at a fast food place, if you can even believe it. But <laughs> there were always people coming in and just not doing their jobs. Mm. There, you know, there would be people who would start, they'd steal from the cash register or they would just be told, hey, can you clean the windows? And then they just wouldn't do it. Right. Like, it was crazy <laughs> how many people just didn't do their jobs. And I, uh, maybe I was naive because I was homeschooled, but like I just went in and if they told me to do a thing, I just did that thing because I figured that's what I was there for. And mm. if I wasn't going to do the thing they told me to do, like, what am I doing there? <laughs> right. And that just doing the bare minimum. And it's not like I was good at working at fast food. I just did the thing that they asked me to do. Um, that was impressive to the people that I worked for. And I've, I've noticed that throughout my career that if you can just do the job, just the bare minimum. And it doesn't mean I haven't been let go from jobs. I have been um, because... For well, I won't say why. No, uh, I have I've gotten in trouble for not being a team player before. I have a whole podcast that I recorded uh, with Josh about me not uh, about me getting fired. So it's not it's not like be getting fired or let go is impossible. <laughs> Everybody can have it happen to them, uh, but there um, there is a level to where if you if you have competency. People, especially right now, if you people are looking for those types of creators, if it's something specific, if it's like, I want to do an audio drama, that may not be something that anybody uh, is hiring for because mm. there aren't any like so that would be uh, it's not necessarily oversaturated, but maybe it is in the sense that there's no demand. So it's like if three people want it or if people only want one, then it's if two are if there's two, then it is oversaturated. But um, yeah, um, I, I think that if if you can build up a skill uh, and you can be a reliable worker, then uh, there are jobs to be had. So that really just goes back to, I guess, um, work ethic really is important when you're freelancing to make sure that you know, you have good work ethic and that you have discipline and integrity and that you can be, um, I mean, <laughs> honestly, the team player thing to me is kind of funny because I don't think anybody's actually a team player. They just don't want to get fired, but like, right. you know, sure. making sure that you're independent and uh, self-sufficient in the work that's given to you and that you're responsible with that, I think is important when you're uh, freelancing. Um, my question is what kind of um, like passion or purpose do you think that you've discovered within yourself freelancing and video editing and audio producing? Like what has that kind of unlocked in yourself that um, I guess you've come to realize or maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I never knew that I could own the libs so hard with fact and logic. <laughs> I just, when I started, I didn't know that, that I was going to have that opportunity. And uh, so now getting to own the libs with facts and logic every single day oh my God. <laughs> uh, has just been a, a real surprise to me. Um, no, I, it's cool as I've, I mean, the job that I have right now and the, the stuff that I did 
it's only been in the last year that I've worked jobs where I just get to do whatever I want. Um, not, and it's not, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but I get to make a video that is essentially how I want to edit it and then turn it in. And of course, then it comes back and it's like, here's all these notes. This past week, I got to a lot of the, I barely had any notes. I released several videos with Daily Wire, uh, editing uh, several Matt Walsh videos. And I, I was very, I'm very proud of them because I got to put in my own creative spin. And I think the videos did well because of that. But that's, I'm, I'm about to be 36 and this last week, I feel like it's the first time <laughs> I've ever gotten to do that. And so, mm. uh, I mean, I, when I did stuff for Babylon B, it was that way, like, but it's, it's been a progression and, um, and that whole team player thing, it is interesting because the, um, I don't, I don't feel bad about getting fired because I feel like that was a part of what makes me able to then pivot once I got fired or part of why I was able to learn the skills that it took to do the job is because mm. I I do have an independent spirit and I I want to learn. I I want everything to be um, you know, I, I want I can learn from anything, like any situation. Uh but sometimes it's very hard when I feel like I'm spinning my wheels and I'm not advancing um, at that company. I wanted to kind of not just be an editor. I wanted to start like having some creative control over the shows and I was disgruntled and they, I, they kind of made it clear that I was just where I was and that's where I was going to always be. And that, I think both jobs that, um, you know, when I worked at Focus on the Family, I've, I was just an editor and I felt like that's, you know, I knew people who were 10 years older than me who had started at the age I was and were kind of just one rung above where I was. And that idea of having to work for 10 years to move up in a company, mm. like one level, <laughs> sounded right. in, very frustrating. And so I have actually... Um, I, I, that is something now that it used to be a thing where they, people would hire from within. And I've found that it's okay, even when you have a job that you like to be kind of on zip recruiter or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> applying for jobs, because really a lot of times people hire someone for a purpose and they get in their head that this is what this person does and there's no moving up. Uh, it used mm -hmm. to be, we hire, we you know, when you'd apply, they'd say we hire from within the company first or we like it, we look within the company. And I just think that mentality has withered away. And I think the, the you don't you don't really move up as much as you move over that, mm. you know, and that is how you're able to move up. Um, you kind of use what you've done in your current position to, you know, you don't tell you don't tell your bosses that you're doing this. Right. I'm really using the stuff we've worked on to get a different job. Um, <laughs> but I mean, if once once there's an offer on the table, like uh, I've had that happen where I, I have an offer on the table and I've told my current boss, hey, I think I'm gonna, you know, I think based on the dollar amount, um, I'm more valued in this other area. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> I would love to stay, but if if not, like I'm, you know, I'm I'm only a human. I will go where the money is and, and where mm. the opportunities are and stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I think that 
if you're in a job and you're like, man, I, I just, I'm never moving up. It's, I, there's no shame in, in, in leveraging some other position mm. in that job. But with freelance work, I was talking to a friend who does a lot of on-set production work. And I used to do that. And in my current job, I don't do any of that. But that world is so, it, it's just like what I was saying about working in fast food or or some, any anywhere. Everywhere is like this. If you prove yourself, you know, a lot of production people are just hired, hired, uh, hired for the job, um, you know, hired for that particular, you know, seven days we're filming and you're hired for that. But if you're in a town, um, you know, I, the only towns I've lived in are Charleston and Nashville, where I've done like onset production stuff. Uh, so I imagine, a, you know, a place like Nashville has more production things going on. Um, and then, you know, L.A. And, and New York probably have a ton of that sort of thing. But if you can get in on a set and work with somebody, they, there's a lot of last minute things that come up and they're looking through their phone book and they're looking through their their Rolodex. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're looking they're If you were, you know, reliable on one set, that's very common where they're like, I'll call. Jonathan, because he he was really good on set last time. He did what he was supposed to do. He I didn't have to, you know, yell at him. I didn't have to raise my voice. So, th yeah, that that sort of that sort of thing is really, I'm sure, in any situation. But I, there's there's a there's a thing there's a freelance job that I do that I know I'm not the best for, but mm. I also know that. I'm the most convenient <laughs> that mm. I'm the one who they know will do it. And they, they, to look for somebody else and to test somebody else out and to get, you know, it, they'd have to be really good and that's not impossible, but you know what? It, it very much knowing the language. Um, I think that's why I end up in kind of Christian circles and in right wing circles. Uh, even though I, I worked for, um, for, I got fired for not being a team player for a bunch of people who were not in that world. Uh, so maybe mm -hmm. that's part of it too. <laughs> but I, I don't argue over, um, you know, things that I may think are silly. So I may think, you know, Hey, let's not put that joke in that video because we get it. We think it's funny, but our fans may not appreciate it. And this has been at, at, with many freelance jobs and many full-time jobs that I've had, sometimes I'll push back if I'm like, you know, if I think something's very funny and it'll help the video and stuff, but to a degree. And sometimes I'm like, okay, well, I totally get it. That makes a lot of sense. We don't want to offend the audience. That's scary for people if somebody just is a rogue agent who's who's just throwing stuff into their content and doesn't know how to have the conversation because it, it can be frustrating to somebody to have a conversation where they're saying, look, I get it. I know it's not offensive to me. It's our audience. Like that's a frustrating conversation for a boss to have. Right. And yeah. um, and that can be anything. I, I land in kind of that that ideological right wing world a lot in, in terms of like employment. But it can be anything, you know, it can be anybody that you're working for that 
if they if it's if they're trying to make a certain type of thing and you're being frustrating <laughs> and not just doing what they're paying you to do even if you don't agree with it like there's a line that i'm like i won't do this um pornography primarily mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I'm not going to edit the, that sort of thing. I have I have some standards. Right. But even if I'm like, I don't, I mean, there's stuff at the job that I have right now that I don't agree with everything that's in the videos, but are they, I'm okay with the conversation being out there. Like it's mm-hmm. good that people are talking and I'm, I think it's great if people disagree. They They don't turn the comments off and stuff. So people will disagree. People internally disagree, but I'm not going to be a somebody who every single time there's something I disagree with, I say that I'm not going to do with the job or I'm going to push an agenda or something like that. Right. There's a balance as a freelancer between being flexible and having a standard of what you're, what jobs you're willing to take on and which ones you have to say no to. And I think it's important to know when to say no because they can open doors to other uh, opportunities you may not see it that way in the moment when you're trying to pay your bills and stuff. But um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, with freelancing, at least in your case scenario, um, it's very much possible to be able to pay your bills and get paid for the work that you do. Um, what would you suggest for people who are trying to freelance in the particular area of video editing, we'll Mm. say, um, what would you suggest for them to kind of get small jobs to slowly start to be able to make money from that? Where would you suggest people start? Yeah. Uh, I think, I think it's okay to do small jobs, like something for your church or something for a local uh, real estate agent or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, there, there mm-hmm. are people who need video edited. Um, people who aren't in the industry can be difficult to work with. Um, weddings, weddings are another thing, you know, people who film weddings and stuff, they can be difficult because they don't understand. So you'll get notes back and you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Or they'll be really <laughs> picky or they'll, they'll want something that they think is easy, but you know, is difficult. Um, but that's an okay place to start because that's an area where you can uh, you can learn. Th- those are the types of things where I then would kind of balance between, okay, do I want to do that or do I want to be creative? Do I want to hone in my creative skills? Because a lot of that stuff isn't creative and uh, and you're just learning the program, which is good. It's really good to learn you know, if, and to challenge yourself and that sort of thing, there can be very challenging things within that. So that's a great place to build a reel so that you have like, you know, do whatever you're working on, try to go above and beyond, try to do better than what like you see kind of is the standard or the, the people are okay within the industry. Try to make it better because think of it as something that can be leveraged to show like, like, I used to hire this one guy who films and he had done a lot of wedding stuff and the stuff that I was hiring him to do was stuff that should have been more planned out, but the people who were in charge of getting that done weren't very quick and, but they were very demanding. And so I hired him because he had done so many weddings 
And I really liked the stuff that he made. And I knew he knew how to make something look like it was planned out on the fly. That mm. he, and, and those sorts of things that he had developed. I knew he had developed a skill to where, yes, there's certain shots that you get when you're doing a wedding. But there's also, it's a location you've either only seen once or you've seen only a few times. It's non-actors. Um, and you have to get the shot. You have to have it in focus and you have to have it... Um, you know, framed well and all of the things it takes to make a good piece of content on the fly on, you know, in just seconds. And, um, and so that was like a skill that I saw in his, you know, kind of mundane stuff that he made stuff that I wouldn't enjoy doing. But looking at his stuff, I was like, man, he this looks like, you know, this is film level cinematography of people who I know were very difficult to work with, or I imagine were probably difficult to work with because I've worked with people at their weddings. And and so that's a great, I say all that to say all of that is a great place to start. It's a great mm. uh, place to build your resume and to and build your, uh, your, your reel, your portfolio um, and your skills because once you've worked with people who are, difficult to work with uh it makes it a little bit easier to <laughs> to work with people who aren't as difficult to work with and right. um so that that is a pretty good place there's lots of video editing that is kind of boring but also look for opportunities so this is a recent one uh an opportunity that i got that led to the job that i have now which is that um because i'd been making youtube videos and reviewing christian movies the Babylon Bee asked me to be on their podcast. I don't know why they asked me. Um, some people who are fans of Babylon Bee are also fans of me, and I guess they pestered them enough. That was very uh, generous of them to do. <laughs> and so they they emailed me, and they were like, hey, we'd love to have you on an episode of the podcast. And I was like, perfect, that's awesome. I was, you know, jumping for joy inside because I, I've always been a fan of the Bee. And... Uh, but they were like, so if you live in town, cause they, they're in LA, if you live in town, you know, you could come on in or if not, we can do a zoom call. And I was like, no, 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 I'm in town. I, you know, I was not in town. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, these, these guys think very much like me. They, they don't have a problem being irreverent about Christianity and faith, but they clearly still have a level of Christianity and faith and, they don't mind being irreverent about politics, and I love doing that. And so I bought a plane ticket for the time that they were uh, going to be recording the podcast episode and flew out there. Like, I didn't lie. I said I can be in town that day. Um, you wrinkled the truth. <laughs> yeah, something along those lines. Um, you know, that because sure, the difference between being on a Zoom call with people who are kind of I think might be like-minded versus going in and, and sitting down and getting to talk to these guys. Uh, to me, it was a risk I was willing to take. It's one of those moments where you're like, all right, this is how much it costs, but college costed this much. So <laughs> uh, maybe this is a good idea. And so I took the risk. Perspective. And, yeah. Mm. Um, so I think making those, those strides to... Um, like, I don't like standing in line. This is kind of a rule that I have. I don't love standing in line to meet people. Uh, no matter how famous they are, I really 
because then that means they're in a situation which most famous people that you meet, unless it's like movie stars and stuff, they probably aren't typically, they, usually they can go to Walmart and nobody knows who they are. Uh, and I would rather, I don't want to go up to somebody at Walmart, but I want to be in a, I'd like to meet somebody at a Christmas party or where on a, on the job, um, that's where I like to meet people where I am supposed to be there. I'm not paying to meet this person. Um, mm. I, it's and that these conventions can be that way as well, where I'm, I'm not a, a rabid fan who they are trying to get away from. I'm, I'm somebody who they're working with and they can see that I'm good at what I do and I have like a level of legitimacy. Um, so that's why I was like, let's, let's do this, Kevin. And so <laughs> I went and I, I was on the podcast. It was a blast. I had a bunch of fun, uh, became friends with Ethan Nicole, who was the co-host of the podcast. He started working at, he got fired from Babylon B and, um, he said that publicly. That's why I'm okay with saying that. He started working at the Daily Wire, and I had applied because Daily Wire live lives. Uh, the company is in Nashville, mm. and or they had moved here, and I had applied and never heard back from them. And so I told him, I was like, "Hey, if you talk to somebody there, let them know. Uh, they seem to always be, you know, their zip recruiter." Asking for video editors seems to always be there, but I can't apply again because it, it wouldn't let me because I'd already been rejected or something. And so he told somebody there and then all that to say, that's how I got the job that I have right now. Um, but before that, I was doing freelance work for Babylon B uh, because of that connection that I made. Um, right. And so that it did turn out to be worth it. Um, <laughs> the, the money for a plane ticket and, and it may not have, you know, it could have not worked out. It could have just been getting to be on the podcast, but in and of itself, that would have been a pretty cool experience. And it was, I had a, I had a big time. Um, I still had a lot of imposter syndrome where I was like, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why they asked me, this could be a mistake, but I'll do it anyway. Like right. it could have been their mistake, but I'm not going to, I wasn't going to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, and it was a, a lot of fun, but all of that came about from starting my YouTube channel, you know, right. and, and a lot of work that I've gotten to do, both the skills that I've been able to develop and just the connections that I've made from people whose movies I've made fun of, uh, to just, um, just friends that I've made people who think similar to me, um, having that sort of kind of out there like-mindedness um, has really been uh, has really been a benefit for me. Good. I'm I'm very glad as, as your friend and also I love to just see people living their life and that's the whole point of this podcast is to find people who are finding purpose and passion and whatever they choose to do with their life. But um, so I have a I have a question and then we're going to do our quick final questions okay. but my last longer question i'll say is um what are your future goals for yourself and uh your career i don't know i just mm. don't know anymore no i i i want to like i really love what i do um it would be great to not do uh Oh, I apologize. Sorry. No, <laughs> I mean, I like my job that I have, but obviously my dream 
is to, to have my own independent thing. But mm. I, there is benefit to working on a team. Um, Ethan, for example, who I mentioned who worked for Babylon Bee um, and now works for Daily Wire, his team is different than mine. I'm an editor for um, you know the, the hosts and stuff, and he is working on the kids' content. And I've always been a fan of kids' content because uh, I – I have done work for Adventures in Odyssey and, um, and you know, other stuff. And so that's kind of a dream. And lately I've been actually doing what's called radio plays for their animated stuff, oh, uh, which cool. is essentially building an audio drama. And then they take that audio drama and then they animate to it. Um, we've had one video that actually uh, was allowed to release. We had two that we made. And, uh, and when we're not on... Uh, a call, I'll send it to you, uh, but I can't share it publicly. Uh, that le the legal department was like, mm, no, we can't release this. So uh, mm. <laughs> there's just um, some, but some more stuff is in the works. Doing both kids content and then some like kind of South Park type videos. Mm. That um, and that's been a blast. Like it, it, that is me kind of reaching back into a skill that I developed and wanted to in my early twenties and late twenties something that I wanted to do, but there wasn't a world in which I could make money making a uh, an audio drama. Right. At least that's kind of where I landed. That's where I ended up was was thinking, well, I am making some money doing video stuff, After Effects type stuff. There's more money apparently in that. So I'll pursue that. So this is kind of like me doing this skill that I, I always wanted to do, but then it it's marketable because they're then animating to it and and it's a video still but i'm doing the um the audio side of it and it's been so much fun they have a a, a show that they're going to be doing a kid's show called chip chilla hmm. and um and it's it's gonna be great and i get to do audio on that so i'm kind of sometimes these skills that we develop um even stuff that i learned in fast food work like these are things that apply. Um, mm -hmm. And I think recognizing sometimes it really sucks to be and and you had mentioned just sometimes it, there's that balance of when do you walk away? When do you um, there was a point where I had to kind of there's been many points where I've decided, OK, I am going to dedicate myself to only taking jobs that are in my field, in the thing that I want to work in. That hasn't always, even though I've made that decision, that doesn't mean I haven't gone back to uh, working at in, you know, I worked for a uh, cold press juice company. I worked for a deli. I delivered Postmates. Like all of these, all of these kind of things in between jobs that I had to do to pay the bills. Um, but n always knew like I wanted to pursue I've had ups and downs in my career, I'll say. Right. Um, yep. But but there's skills that I learned in all of those things. Like I reference stuff that I learned um, in all of those jobs, whether it's, you know, my dream jobs or my why am I here? Why am I doing this? <laughs> uh, this isn't what I want. Um, there's still skills that you learn and it's not it's all of that's temporary. Um, and it's just there is something to uh there have always been moments where I have to say, all right, I I have done this. My bills are paid. For, for So I have one month. 
to, 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 to make it, to get something different. Um, right. And, and some, you know, I, I recommend, um, you know, there is a level to which being wise with your money, you know, to where you have those. If there's one thing credit cards can be good for, it's those in-between times if you have mm. to. Don't mm. buy a nice car stereo or a, a, a nice fancy TV or whatever. Use that as a way to supplement, but don't do it too long <laughs> and don't do it at all if you don't have to. Um, right. But keep your credit for, you know, healthy for those those types of uh, moments where you maybe are taking a risk. But But even the risks I've taken are risks that made my stomach turn, but I still there's a level where I knew like, okay, I, my self doubt was there, but, but also logically I was looking and saying, no, this, I can do this. I have the qualifications. Uh, so let's, let's go after this. Right. Uh, I think maybe I have an answer to the question. What was the question originally? No, you did <laughs> answer the question. I actually, I wanted to delve deeper into, um, you said that like, I guess maybe further down the line, the, kind of future future goal is for you to be independent and i was hoping you could expand upon that just a little bit what you mean by independent yeah uh so like and this may never happen you know um there's anytime you're a creative you want to have the most control over the thing that you're making but uh my experience has been when i have the most control over the thing i'm making that's when I make the least amount of money. And mm. so <laughs> that's what you're trading. You're trading that independence for money. And um, it's slavery. No, because <laughs> <laughs> no, you have the freedom to then be independent once again. And so the dream has always been, uh, you know, like I said at the beginning, it, it'd be great if I was just, I, I could get up in the morning work on my YouTube video, release the thing that I love and make a million dollars. That that would be awesome. Or just make enough to pay pay my bills. Um, mm -hmm. That could justify it. But I, there's also benefits of working uh, on a team. Uh, it can because then you get to like the things that I've made um, for my job. And, and that's probably been a thing that with this job and other jobs, I do sometimes pursue jobs that I also am getting the satisfaction of seeing them release. Uh, it can be very difficult when you're working on like, uh, like some, but I, I, that's part of my personality. Part of my, um, my love language is that affirmation. And it can be hard when you're making something for like, like I've done curriculum videos for, for kids curriculums or, or school or homeschool or something. And that's hard because nobody ever, is commenting on how much they love the thing that you made. Right. You don't have a comment section in that, uh, where it's it's very nice to even, it's not that I need the credit, but I, I love knowing that people like the thing. Like like those Matt Walsh videos that I released, I, the comments, there's comments that are like, man, the editing is amazing. That's awesome to me. I don't, mm. I'm not like going into the comments and saying, you know, that was me. I right. <laughs> I'm just going on your podcast and saying that. Uh, <laughs> but I don't need... I just need to know that people like the thing that's being made. Right. Um, and so there's satisfaction in that. There's, mm. so I find, you know, finding jobs that you get to do that pay you, but also there's that 
you have that level of here's something that I also really enjoy. Uh, and I get that satisfaction. There's nothing that compares to releasing my own video on my own channel, even if it isn't a viral sensation mm -hmm. uh, and getting comments of people saying that they like it. That's right. uh, nothing gives me the dopamine hit that 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 does. Mm -hmm. uh, and whether that's healthy or not, I don't know. But there it's OK. It's OK to enjoy that. Um, but if you enjoy that more than you enjoy providing for your family or feeding yourself or something, then that's probably where the problem comes in. Or if you find your your uh, worth, your value in whether people like your video, because people will also dislike the thing that you make. And that's where maybe working for someone else, doing freelance work, um, where, where you have to uh, sometimes watch somebody sabotage their own content and you have to be take take a part in that where they're mm. giving you notes saying no change it to be this and you're like man this is making the video worse that's but you have to do it that's where like maybe that that you're able to find your worth in just giving your customer what they want <laughs> um and fighting the urge to to for the the content that you're making to be Finding that balance because there's a mm. balance because nobody stays up all night working on a project that they don't care about, that they right. don't have, you know, that they don't, that they're not passionate about. And so then it's hard when you stay up all night and you're working on a thing and then you turn it in and they're like, I don't really like this thing that you did. And not taking that personally is so important and constantly throughout my career is something that I've had to discover. I've had to mm. keep on coming back to knowing, look, if you wanted to make your own thing you can but mm. you're trading this type of independence you're trading the ownership of the project you have to take ownership while not taking the ownership of the person who owns it personally not taking that like feedback personally and that's hard it's hard for all of us who are creators because we 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 don't want to compromise uh our artistic integrity um mm. but we 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 want people to know like hey a uh, person who is giving me feedback that seems like you didn't even watch the video uh i really cared a lot about this thing <laughs> right and now you're telling me uh i shouldn't have you know and and that's the that's the uh pendulum thing emotional pendulum that you have to fight where you can't just throw your hands in the air and say fine fine I just won't make anything good then. If, <laughs> if right. you hate it, if you hate everything I do, you know, it's going back to the drawing board and saying, all right, still care, um, but care with their feedback in mind to know, all yeah. right, they want it this way. Where can you still find that creative satisfaction while still giving them what they want? Because right. that's what they're paying for. And again, it's about work ethic, I think. And, um, you know, doing the job and finishing it even if it's not really what you love to do right now or you're not as independent as you want to be mm -hmm. because you have to be responsible i think people think that freelancing means that there's no discipline there's no responsibility there's no accountability yeah. um and there's no um paycheck behind it and all of those things are false but they're all connected to each other yeah and, and there's, so, there's more like yeah. you have to, when your office is in your house, 
when your yeah. office is where Netflix and Hulu right. and your bed is, yeah. uh, it can be very difficult to get that motivation to get up and, and just do it, which is a phrase I'm patenting. I'm, I'm looking at the <laughs> trademark, the phrase, just do it. <laughs> but it, it, and just even when you work at a job, they take the taxes out for you. But mm. when you... When you're doing freelance work, you have to do that. You have to have a bank account or an envelope or something that you're taking out 25% of what you make because then you have to pay all that or doing quarterlies or whatever, depending right. on how much you're making. Like You have to keep track of all that. Um, the amount of things that your your employer does for you really shows yeah. like why they own the means of production. <laughs> and why most people are probably more willing to put up with it longer than they would like to because you know even me working retail jobs people all the time who have worked there longer than me and i'm just like why didn't you leave why didn't you find a different job or try something new or whatever and it's just it's easier it's convenient that mm -hmm. the employer does all the financial work and does all of the telling you what you need to do for your job yeah. and you need to do it by this time and all of that we're and freelance they, and they you take to do the all risk. that like the, the yeah they take the is risk so yeah. risky uh, it you is, buy yeah. you buy a computer that can get the job that you've been hired to do done. And you spend like all of the money that the job is giving you on that mm -hmm. that tool, you know. And then what if you don't get another job after that? You know, that's mm. that's capital investment. And when you work for somebody until they fire you, your contract with them says that they have to pay you. If they don't make any money, they still have to pay you uh, that quarter or that pay period and that is nice to even if it's not as much as maybe you could make freelancing it there's no gap you know there's not right. all right now I've, I've spent two months and i haven't gotten a single job that can that's because they don't care at the bank or your landlord or whatever <laughs> like <laughs> your cell company now i will say i have had those periods where um this is just advice for everybody anybody in this world yeah. I have had periods where I had like a month where I knew I wasn't, I was looking for a job and I knew I was going to get something. Be sure before you don't make your payments to call your credit card company, your cell phone company, your uh, student loans. Like if you have student loans, call them. I did this and they gave me six months where I didn't have to make a payment. Mm. Uh, the other companies weren't as generous, um, <laughs> but they still gave me like a month. And then mm. the the trade off was like the cell company. I was like, I I need like a month. Help, help me. And they right. gave me a month, but they were like, but then you'll have to you know make both payments the next month. You know, so if they basically calling my bluff, which it wasn't a bluff, but had it been where I'm just trying to get there are you can do that without hurt and then not hurt your credit. You know, you can mm. save your credit by saying, Hey, I'm, you know, I, I need to skip a payment. Uh, it, that's way better than just skipping a payment because that does hurt right. your credit and, uh, hurts your, your standing with those places. So that's just a little bit of grown up advice for everybody, uh, Very that a, a lot nice. of people don't think about and they, they'll just go without making their payments. Right. That's yeah. no good. 
No, credit's important. Um, well, thank you for that advice. And sure. <laughs> I guess we'll finish this out with our final flash questions. These are very quick questions that you just have to answer in like a word, a few words, you okay. know. You um, know I'm not going to be able to do that, but let's we're give it a try. go. We're going to try. <laughs> um, first question is, who's your biggest supporter? Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Of Latter-day Saints. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess I would have to say my wife. Aww, um, she is a, a huge support and puts up with a ton. Uh, that in, And I know that you said one or a few words. <laughs> I did. But it is quite the blessing to have somebody who also does production work, who understands. I was like, hey, sweetie, I'm going to be recording a podcast today. Uh in the middle of the day on Saturday um, and she's not like nagging me about it. So that's mm -hmm. nice. It's really, it's, nice. it's a real blessing. Uh, so next question, this is going to, these next two questions, good luck answering this quickly, Kevin, but <laughs> what's the best advice you were told? Uh, don't be an idiot. No, I stole that from the office. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> it's like every time I think, to do something i think is this something an idiot would do and then i don't do it um shoot uh that's a toughie best advice um it could be about freelance it doesn't have to be like in life yeah it's all connected for me everything is okay uh, connected to my work um yeah i don't know i mean i I think um, I remember my dad once said, because I was like, man, I wish I was, because I had an older sister who was older than me, which is typically what happens with older sisters. Mm -hmm. uh, and she would always get to do the things before I did because I wasn't old enough yet. She was three years older than me. And I was like, I, I once said, I wish I was such and such age. You know, I wish I was 12, maybe. And I was like 10 or something. And my dad told me not to wish my life away. And uh, and at a very young age, had a realization that, uh, you know, I'll only be this age one time. And mm. that's that's a big existential thought for a, a little 10 year old boy. But it, yeah. it was something I've remembered. And I think I apply that also like what we've talked about to jobs and stuff like every throughout life, you have seasons. Mm. And if you are in a season you can i think it's good to be ambitious but not discontent mm. um and that's hard it's very hard to find that balance because you still have to make the decision to get out of the situation that you're in by by taking a risk like it's always risky and i've taken risks i've invested in things that didn't pan out i've i've applied for jobs i've quit jobs that maybe i shouldn't have or I it wasn't time yet or I branched out on my own or, or whatever but all of those times in life like enjoy them learn what you can from them embrace them know that like you're there for a reason there's a reason for the season <laughs> of life and there's a reason you're only going to be this age in in this situation now and you know you're never you're never too good to uh to be cleaning 
dishes. <laughs> mm. You know, that's good. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, what's the worst advice you were told then? Mm. Good question. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, like, I don't. That you know why that's hard because I mm. uh, I live my life with a guilty guilty a guilty a guilty yeah. conscience and uh every if something bad happens i typically assume like to me or connected to me i assume it's my fault that mm. i must have there, there must have been some way i could have prevented this or you know i i don't i'm not very entitled uh, <laughs> i don't uh blame other people for my problems i'm i get frustrated of course with people but like i'm never if someone gave me advice um uh okay and maybe i've thought of one uh okay. i've floundered enough <laughs> good <laughs> this kind of maybe can connect to the last one uh there mm -hmm. was somebody that i looked up to very much who uh had a podcast and they advertised this thing on their podcast and I was hesitant. It was like a, an investment. You know, I mentioned I've invested in things. And it was like selling, uh, like drop shipping for Amazon. And mm. it sounded great. It sounded like something that, because at the time, uh, you know, getting getting let go for, um, for you know, basically my personality, uh, I was like, man, it would be great to just make money uh, and it not be tied so heavily to my personality. Uh, that I could just make money from home and nobody's like, who am I buying this from? So, you know, something that's maybe cancel proof. Mm. And, uh, you know, in in a way that I'm, it's not like I'm going to get canceled in the way that like celebrities get canceled, but still just kind of like, you know, we don't want to hire this guy. He posted, you know, n nobody cares if you're selling something on Amazon. Right. So I called this podcaster and I talked to them. I was like, is this legit? Is this something? And they were like, yeah, this is the real deal do it in invest the money and uh and i did and it didn't pan out and i poured my heart and soul into this and i i, I kind of was able to eventually analyze that uh, any of these classes that are teaching how to make money overnight or make money online they're mm -hmm. teaching you that because maybe they did do that but now everybody knows how now right. the algorithm is broken if someone's like, we'll tell you how to get a viral video on YouTube, they're telling you advice that maybe worked a year ago, mm. but everybody's doing it now. And yeah. so um, I take that and I I turn it and say, I uh, I there was another piece of advice that I heard that was uh, financial advice, but it was like, um, spend less than you make and invest in things you know. And... I've thought about that a lot. What does that mean? Like invest in things, you know, and invest in stocks that I'm aware of, invest in, you know, stocks and things that I'm interested in. But <laughs> after that experience of kind of investing in this business, in these classes that I'm, I had to then learn about, I realized, oh, if I saw a video that was teaching something about YouTube or something about production, I would know immediately whether or not it was bull crap. Right. <laughs> And those are the things. If I was, if I'm going on Skillshare and I I want to learn, or just looking at YouTube YouTube tutorials, there have been many tutorials that I've started, and I'm like, this this person doesn't know what they're talking about. And I've gone and found a different video. Uh, I know right away. Those are the things. So if you're gonna pay for a class on on one of these, you know, 
masterclass things, great. But if it's something that you know, like familiarize yourself first. And if you're good at something, if you find yourself kind of with a propensity towards a certain skill or a certain thing that you, um, you just, you have maybe a natural uh, talent for, but you don't, you don't have to be naturally good at stuff. I feel very unnaturally good at things, supernaturally, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> I don't feel like there's anything that I'm just naturally, I, everything I have to work at, mm. but I have a natural, like, propensity towards an enjoyment of like I can work all night on a video and not feel like I've worked I can wake up excited about what I'm going to do with the video those sorts of things are things that you will go further in than finding some overnight success thing that you're like oh well they this person succeeded and they spent all this money I don't I didn't I don't wake up like oh I can't wait to sell some uh you know some drop shipping con uh products on Amazon that's mm -hmm. um, the that's dumb and boring and dirty, <laughs> <laughs> but some people are really good at it and they succeed at it. But right. um, but so basically, your answer is to this question that has kind of gone off the rails yes. as I suspected. Mm -hmm. um, that you, the worst advice, I, I guess, if you don't mind me summarizing sure, for do. you, um, is um, to not invest in the short term to invest in the long term and invest in yourself and in uh, what you're passionate about, mm -hmm. not necessarily what everybody else is doing or saying will be successful. You invest in your own success and you yeah. have to define that for yourself. So I'm, yeah. I, that's how I'm gonna summarize it for you. Okay, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think that, and I'm gonna then also uh, <laughs> continue on to your summarization. <laughs> You paying something I've done is there are things that I would love to do more than you know. I talked about audio drama or talked about like playing music and things like that. These are things that I sure I would love to just do that for a living, mm. but I never found any success in that. I or at least I so being aware and paying attention to uh, on on the inner tube. We used to say the kind of trifecta: the thing that you enjoy doing the thing that you're finding uh success in and the thing that you're actually good at um that you that you can just you do and you find yourself so i think i've moved towards and i've become better at things like after effects and video editing because i it's somewhat in the world that i was interested in but also was actually i was seeing some success mm, and so okay. there there's that balance being cognizant of the things that you are seeing. All right, I'm seeing a little bit of success in this area. And you know what? If I was doing this forever, um, then I'd be okay with that. Those are the types of things to pursue, to kind of tr trim, prune, I guess, your uh, your pursuits when you see mm. like, oh, okay, I see I'm, uh, I'm finding some success in this. Let's kind of pivot and move towards that thing. Right. Okay, so we have a few more questions. Try to answer them. I will try. Quickly. I'll do my okay. best. <laughs> um, what are you most proud of about yourself or your job? Um, yeah, I, I'm proud of skills that I've developed, of being mm -hmm. able to learn a skill and use that skill to, you know, I joked about, uh, about owning the libs, but I think more being able to make people laugh, being able to mm. like, People watch, they don't know who I am, and they're saying it's funny. They're 
they'll they'll comment on the editing and say it's funny and man to be able to make people laugh genuinely <laughs> like the harshest critics people on the internet to have those people say this is funny is my i'm very proud of that right that's amazing yeah i think um comedy is something uh that really connects people and uh i think it's amazing to be able to uh do that um my next question is uh what's one word that describes your job uh editing (laughs) (laughs) no i mean if you were to describe your job in one word that um it's like a, a like an adjective yeah that you know that you feel um is it describes your job really more in an adjective way that kind of how it makes you feel maybe is one word um i i think maybe i think fulfilling mm. you know mm. I, that's one word i did it <laughs> yeah no you did it i and could that's expand great. on that but i don't have to <laughs> that no yeah that's great um my final question is um where can listeners learn more about you and support you if you want their support (laughs) i don't want it uh (laughs) no if if you want to watch my stuff if you find it funny if you find it enjoyable then youtube.com slash say goodnight kevin uh that's where the stuff i'm most proud of lives and uh you know i've got i'm actually i haven't uploaded a video in a long time um this year i think i may have done one at the beginning of the year but uh maybe not i can't remember anymore that's how long it's been but so it's been like seven months and uh but i have i'm working on a video and hopefully if people the the finale of the princess cut trilogy actually and Mm. uh it's gonna be great um but part of that to expand a little bit on what i said about it being fulfilling Okay. Uh, I get a lot of the satisfaction out of the videos that I'm putting out for my job that I get in the videos that I put out on my channel. Though there's, mm. you know, like I said, nothing compares to it, but there is that level where I'm making videos that I think are very funny, that I'm proud of, that people are uh, feeling fulfilled and inspired by, and that's really fun and cool. And I, I get the immediate feedback of comments. So that's all I need. Well, that's awesome. I need the glory um, and the praise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that is awesome. Uh, thank you, Kevin, thank so much you. for being on the podcast today. This and is I'll great. have the, uh, the links to your channel and I social awesome media, that that's you're, all right. Uh, I know I'm interrupting. I think it's <laughs> awesome that you're – I mean, this is such a great service. Like, there, I always think about the things that – like, I was looking through – enhanced cds for behind the scenes stuff about making content and zooming in to see if you know what program are they using and stuff so this is a great service that you're doing to have had i had a podcast like this when i was young and and stuff i would have been uh listening every single day (laughs) so thank you for letting me come on and share the little bit of random accidental success maybe that i've had 
Of course. I mean, all success is a bit accidental and lucky, but the point of this podcast, um, which really was my mom's idea and I, I give her so much credit for, is just offering people different options when trying to figure out their life. Maybe you're young like me and you're trying to rethink your life or after you're high old school. Like me. Or you're older and <laughs> you want to change your life because you realize you don't have much time left and you don't know where to start. This podcast is is for listeners like that who get to listen to people like you and like me and all my other guests I have and will have that do different things and find purpose in life. And maybe that'll help someone find their purpose. And that's that's all I hope for this podcast, really. So um, awesome. now the listeners have another uh, avenue to look into that they might take interest in. And I really hope they do. I, I agree that the world always needs more content creators and people that are passionate and have good worth ethic about creating content and editing it so um but yeah thanks kevin for being on the podcast today anytime anytime yeah. <laughs>